Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design, and I'm so excited to introduce our latest guest host, Business of Design member and interior designer, Juliana Oliveira. During a recent BOD Live member meeting, Juliana shared with us that she found her own iSoon and generously offered to introduce her to the BOD community. So in this interview, Juliana speaks with the amazing woman who has recently joined her team and taken over her step one intake process, Portia Williams. Together, they identify how to know when you need support and talk about how the intake process goes beyond step one if you're building a business based on repeat and referral clients. Portia captures this so well in a single line. The fortune is in the follow-up. And of course, she goes on to share exactly how she helps do that as part of Juliana's team. Before I hand things over to Juliana, we're actually going to mix things up one more time this week, and I'm going to bring Kimberly on to do announcements, a little bit of a role change for you. But hey, Kimberly, how are you doing? Well, I'm well. Thank you, Cheryl. <laughs> this does feel <laughs> a little pretty bit of role reversal. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay, well, what's happening at BOD right now? Well, I can tell you, I got, um, and I have no idea if this is officially how you do it, Cheryl, so you'll help me out here if I do it wrong, but I got an email from a member, someone who's been a member for quite a long time, and I've done coaching with her as well. It just made me so happy. She said that 2020 was her best year ever, thanks to Business of Design and her coaching, and that 2021 is now shaping up to be an even better year, and she asked if she could still apply to be in the boss group, uh, to which I said, oh my gosh, you, you would be so awesome in the group. They'd be so lucky to have you. And then we got into a conversation about legacy and how you prepare your business if you think you might be able to sell it one day. And I started thinking how terribly sad it is that when we go to design school, they don't talk to us about that right at the beginning, right? To set your business up in a way that you could sell it one day. Why not? Uh, all my men friends, all my male friends sell their businesses. None of my female friends. When I brought this up to a bunch of girls, none of them sold. I know if I had been given this information sooner, I would have made changes to my business earlier that would have made this process easier. So yes, uh, as part of the boss group, I am committed to to at least for those who want it, making sure they understand how to create an exit strategy and perhaps how to sell their business for, for real money at the end of their career, which is amazing. And I think the earlier you start that conversation and that planning, the more options you have. That's it. Exactly it. And then the other thing going on at Business of Design, uh, episode 221, this is episode 220, I think. So episode 221, I had the greatest conversation with this woman named Sierra Collins, uh, and she did for me what is known as a DISC assessment. It's a very simple way of figuring out how to communicate more effectively with people. And I shared with Sierra that I was a little uh, skeptical about it because I feel like I'm a pretty good communicator communicator. But honestly, it really, really transformed how I think about how I communicate with my clients, with my trades, with my staff, and even with my husband, and maybe even with you, Cheryl. So I'm excited <laughs> for everybody to learn more about that as well. 
Yeah. So that's, uh, that's coming up next week when you take back over the the podcast. <laughs> it's my turn. Get out of the seat for sure. Um, and we've decided as well, the very first boss group that we'll be launching in October, we're getting so excited about that. But um, we've just decided like we do all the time that we're going to add the disc assessment to that group's agenda. We're going to give everybody a DISC assessment so they can be more effective communicators with clients. So I've been very excited about that. I know we're closing registration, uh, but uh, I, for one, am super keen about that and everything else that's going on at Business of Design, including these mic takeovers. Thank you so much for arranging them, Cheryl. Yes. And for those who are still interested in BOSS, I have had several members actually reach out and ask for an extension. They are um, really busy with projects. And, you know, we do ask for very thorough information up front. We we have been more flexible with our window closing uh, for BOSS, but please, uh, the sooner the better to get those applications in. We'll certainly still consider them when they do and we'll, you know, close things up later in the month. For those of you still working on getting your applications in, or if you've got any questions, always feel free to reach out to me. Now we're going to hand things over to Juliana. Thanks so much, Kimberly. Can't wait to hear the show. Thank you. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode. My name is Juliana Oliveira, and I'm so excited to be your host today. Thank you, Kimberly, for providing me with the opportunity to have a conversation about such an important topic for us designers, which is when is it time to outsource? I know personally, it was very difficult for me to trust somebody outside of my organization with really important conversations, especially when we're talking about um, the, the first conversation that the client is going to have, the first interaction that the client is going to have um, before they meet me. Um, so in order to really be able to dive deep and provide you with all the personal and tactical insight, I'm super happy to have the company of Portia Williams, who's the founder of The Prototype, a lifestyle management company based in Dallas, Texas. Portia, I am so happy to have you here. Juliana, I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Just to give a little bit of background, Portia has been a part of my team for quite a few months now. She's helped me with the new client intake and is very familiar with the BOD system, which we all love and adore and live by. Um, and she does all of the first-time consultation bookings. So to give everyone a little bit of background of who you are, Portia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much. So um, I have, I met Juliana a couple years ago through the um, office that she works in and I am an entrepreneur. I'm a mom. I started my business a few years ago because I felt like I was the only one that felt like there was too many things to do and not enough time to do it. Um, as entrepreneurs, we're running our business. And if you're 
um, a mother and a wife, you have those responsibilities, you have all the responsibilities in your community and with other relationships. And sometimes you just need a helping hand. And so that's where the prototype came from. Um, we offer lifestyle management services um, to busy professionals, entrepreneurial executives, um, community leaders, and we do that through personal concierge service and business concierge service. And that's the way that Juliana and I started working together as, um, as a part of our business concierge service. And I have really, really enjoyed the experience so far. It's been amazing. Um, I really admire her and look up to her as a fellow female business owner. And um, I really enjoyed the work that we do together, which is helping to make the first experience that um, Beyond ID clients have um, be memorable and be special and, um, and be really unique and something different from, from what they may see from other providers. So um, yeah, I'm excited. So I'll tell you, Portia, as a designer, it can be quite overwhelming, the thought of, you know, handing a part of your business, a part of the process off to a third party, right? Um, especially if you're not sure if they understand how you really do business and who you are as a person. Um, but what would you say are some key moments that we should be looking out for that means that we need extra support? Um, I think the first key moment that you should look out for is a spike in your business, which I know a lot of people are experiencing right now. When you start to see things falling through the cracks quickly, um, that can really affect you as, as a business owner because there's nothing worse than feeling like you can't take advantage of opportunities to grow because you don't have the support that you need. So as a business owner, it's really important to be able to meet the needs of the industry and your clients in areas that don't require your specific time, presence, and expertise. And that's where outsourcing comes in. Um, and specifically the client intake process, if you have a good system in place, it works really well to be able to outsource this piece of the business because it doesn't actually require you being on the phone and speaking with people as their first point of contact. Yeah, exactly. And I know the entire industry has seen a huge spike um, in interest, you know, post COVID world, everybody's trying to get their homes um, improved and at its mm -hmm. best. So um, I, I, I can speak for most designers that we've seen a lot of at least calls and interest. So again, sometimes people are calling and just wanting to know information. And that could be you know, a waste of time in quotes, if, if we're just taking all the time that it would take to talk through all those people and figure out if they're actually going to be a viable um, client for us or a viable project, or if we even are providing the type of service that that client is looking for. So um, I'm so, so, so grateful that I did find you um, that I can pass that off to because you do all of that work for me. <laughs> what, what are some other things? I think really, really understand the importance of taking the time and energy required to be present in your business. Um, having someone else focused on a specific piece of the business frees you up as the business owner to maximize your energy and presence in the other areas of, of the business that do require expertise, like designing. Um, that's what, that's why you started this business because you love to design. So it doesn't make, um, it's not the best use of your time to, um, to be doing some of the tasks that are required, but, um, 
but don't require you like the, the client intake and nurturing relationships and all of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And I know you help us, you know, not only with the client intake, but anytime I'm in a bind, which this is the reason why I love that we partner with a company like yours, you know, that does concierge service. Like you do so many different, like you can do so many different aspects of the business for us. But anytime I'm in a bind where I feel like, you know, I, this client just needs a little bit of extra attention and a little bit of customer service um, hand, um, you know, I can give you a call and you helped me um, come up with, you know, a card or a gift or just a nice phone call on behalf of, you know, our company. Um, so that really frees up my time to manage the projects that I have going on and being creative and creating new projects that we have upcoming. Um, if you can help, you know, with the client. So I know that that was a big one for us. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, um, it's important to find somebody when you're going to pass off this important type of task that has a really strong customer service background and understands and really enjoys, um, kind of bringing, that smile to your clients' faces and understanding the importance of that. So that's something that you want to look at, look out for when you're looking to um, bring somebody onto your team that they have a really um, established clientele background and experience. And depending on the type of firm that you are, maybe they have luxury experience, uh, maybe they have retail experience. All of those things will help enable them to be the person that you need, and that they're not afraid to talk to people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I know it's sometimes hard for other designers that are listening to relate um, to the guest um, in terms of how does this apply to my business, right? For me, we have um, a pretty good sized team. We have 10 people in the office. So I know how um, this, I can speak from experience of, on how this relates to me. But I would think, when I think back when I was a solopreneur, you know, just working my butt off, um, wearing so many hats. Um, I could have really appreciated having somebody that would be able to pick up on a couple things here and there that will help relieve some of that stress. Um, you know, there, you only have 24 hours in a day and really you should be sleeping, you know, some of those hours <laughs> too, of those. you know, <laughs> and I know as designers, we just want to please our clients and, and push out the, the best projects and have the best pictures and all of those things. So sometimes we don't sleep, um, but it is very recommended that you do. So <laughs> it's nice to have, you know, a little bit of representation, even when you are running um, a one person um, company or, you know, you, ha you have a few assistants, but sometimes you just get a little busier and you just need a little bit more representation. So I, I know that um, some of those designers out there can um, really um, benefit from outsourcing some of these things as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I think for, for some designers too, um, it's important to know that it doesn't, it doesn't have to start where we're at in our relationship. You can start freeing up your time by introducing some automations in your business um, that help create those boundaries. Um, and it does, and it, it, the other benefit is that it takes a lot of the emotion out of the, the process. I remember um, listening to a business of design episode when we first started. And I'm so happy that you introduced that episode to me. And um, they were talking about the importance of having a buffer and kind of a gatekeeper between mm -hmm. the prospect and the designer, because, because of your love for design, if you're taking the discovery calls, the discovery calls could last an hour and you may solve all of their design problems because you have the knowledge. 
But for me, there's only a certain level I can go um, from an expertise standpoint. And so it helps keep the boundaries clear and it helps Mm -hmm. to kind of set expectations and it gives the client and I, it gives the client a perception of the stability of the company and Mm -hmm. that there are clear processes. And I think that helps overall. Yeah, that's a big one for me. I know when I first was introduced to business of design, um, I was a little bit hesitant on that discovery. You know, well, that's the first impression the companies, you know, the clients are going to have on my company. Um, I want to make sure, you know, they talk to me and I come across the right way. But I quickly learned that that was the best solution. You know, Kimberly has Isoon, um, who's mm-hmm. incredible. And I've, you know, tapped on to Isoon for, for training on that as well. That's such a um, great episode. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. And, and I think whenever we first started working together, you know, I was kind of in a bind. The person that was doing our intake was somebody that was working internally. So um, it was one of our design assistants and um, she suddenly left and um, we were getting a lot of calls and a lot of interest and we didn't have somebody to, to do that intake. And I was really worried. And um, my first thought was, okay, I need to talk to Portia. Um, but also how do I give her the, um, the quick rundown of what this, you know, what this process looks like, what our process as designers looks like, what we're trying to come across, how we're trying to come across to the, the client at that discovery call. And the first thing I shared was that, um, podcast, the BOD podcast episode with iSoon. It's been so awesome. So I'm glad that I was able to share that. Thank you, Kimberly, for always providing some great, um, information <laughs> in these podcasts. Um, so yeah, it's been um, incredible to have that buffer, you know, and it creates excitement too, because sometimes as an entrepreneur or as a, you know, solo designer, you are there by yourself every step of the way. You don't have anybody to really share your wins, you know, and I know Portia, you and I earlier today were going back and forth about the consultations that we had booked this week and previous week. And I shared that, you know, oh, we've got three new contracts, this person and this person signed a contract and you were so excited. So I am, yeah, I love to hear that. I love to yeah. hear it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really great um it's a really get, great um symbiotic relationship, um and I think the client also like when I'm going to the, to the consultation they they talk about you and they talk about oh yeah Portia and I talked about this you know, um <laughs> and it just makes me feel like we have so much more bandwidth um and our team is so much um, deeper than you know we what we see here at the office. No, I I I totally agree. I feel like I love. I mean, I'm a I'm a people person. So I love talking to people and I really like getting a little bit extra insight on them as people, because I help, I think that will help you. And when you go to do the consultation, um, beyond just what they're looking for, but getting to understand like the types of questions they ask, what's important to them. And all of that has been provided, um, as far as like the prompts, we have a script that we follow that is, is really, really helpful in making sure that, um, we understand the why behind that when people reach a decision to reach out to work with an interior designer. So I like that, that the system that you have in place has, it really allows me to feel confident in making my calls because I understand your system. I understand, um, what the client needs and our, um, our community, our conversation allows for getting information as well as getting some additional insights that might be helpful for you. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's actually really helpful when I get that information, you know, on a nice, nicely typed out sheet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another reason, um, that, um, I really like the idea of outsourcing now, you know, I've converted to accepting that, um, <laughs> is that it really allows for nurturing relationships, right? So if, um, if I'm the one that's continuously having to check back with my clients, um, I may not be doing a great job because if I'm really busy and I'm in the weeds um, with current projects, then it, might, it may fall through the cracks to check it back with clients that we finished projects six months ago or a year ago. Um, so I really lean on you, Portia, for that. So that's, I think that's another thing that um, people can be looking out for. Yeah, I agree. I, I, we, lo- we love to help our clients' vision come true. And I love to be able to offer creative solutions to help build and nurture that relationship whether it's, um, you know, reaching out to send a gift or looking into the client and finding something that they like. So that gift is that much more memorable and personalized. Um, I think overall, the fortune is in the follow-up. And that is, and by having those relationships nurtured and people hearing from you frequently, you stay top of mind for them, um, which is important. And um, it shows them even before they've become a client that you're willing to go, quote unquote, beyond um, for them. And I think that's really, um, that's, that's key. And it helps, I, I would think it helps to increase your conversion. Yeah, I, I found that that's the case for us. You know, as we grow, I'm starting to track more and more data. And when I go back and look at those um, at those um, numbers, it's pretty clear, you know, um, because at the end of the day, you know, the client is looking for a full experience and it's a relationship, especially when you work near residential, right? So those little um, tidbits of, you know, extra attention and a, a little card or a gift or whatever it is that you do to nurture that relationship, goes a long way for sure. All right. I think another thing um, that we should talk about is as a designer, you know, I know there's so many things that I love to do and so many things I don't love to do, you know, and I think particularly um, the relationship between um, you you and us here at Beyond, um, we really lean on you for the client relationship aspect of things and for the client intake, but that's not necessarily the only ways that we could be looking to outsource, right? Perhaps you don't enjoy um, doing um, technical drawings or renderings or anything else um, that is part of the design process or the, the client um, relations pro- process. Um, so I would say a piece of advice is, you know, understand what are those things that you like to do and then start making those lists. Um, one of um, somebody that I work with also taught me how to create a fun skill matrix uh, where you take a piece of paper and you, um, you run a line vertically and horizontally and create four quadrants and you start to separate things, tasks that you do on a daily basis that are, you know, require that you actually think are fun and things that are not so fun. And then you start to separate those and things that are high skill and things that are low skill. And then you start to really get an idea of things that um, really make sense for you to do. If it's high fun, 
for you and you have the time, great. That's the thing that you should be doing. Don't outsource that. You know, if it's high skill in low, in, um, in high fun, fantastic. That's definitely something you should be doing. But if something is on your quadrant that is um, low fun and low skill, that's definitely something that you need to be outsourcing, right? So that's how I figure out, you know, what are the pieces that are really important for me to take, take on and do myself and how, you know, what, what are some opportunities that perhaps I should be looking to outsource um, to somebody else? Yeah, I agree. I mean, one of the things that we talk to um, that comes up in consultations that we do with clients um, for my company is just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should be doing it. And they're like being on the other side of doing all the things all the time is so refreshing and freeing. And you really fall in love with why you started your business in the first place, because you're focused on those high skill, high fun activities instead of the low skill, low fun activities. And I think it's important to like, if you're going to, if you're going to delegate and outsource successfully, what you just spoke about, the matrix is essentially like auditing your tasks. So like looking, looking at what you do, just take like a week time, a week's time, for example, just look at all the things that you do on a daily basis, just write all of that out in a list and then start to segment, okay, this is, this does require my time and attention. This doesn't require my time and attention. And all the things that, that don't, that don't require your time, attention and expertise, find the right person to take over that task. And then the other piece to that is making sure that they're set up for success. So making sure that they have the podcast episode ready (laughs) to listen to that they have, um, your brand voice ready. Um, they have that document, they have a script to go by, um, all of those things. It is such an, it's it's such a game changer when it comes to successfully outsourcing, making sure that the person that you're outsourcing to is set up for success, because you have to realize that just because all the things that you hate to do, there's somebody out there that loves to do that. Like for instance, I hate spreadsheets. I loathe them. Like I don't get it. My brain doesn't work like that, but there are people in the world that love spreadsheets. My husband is one of them and (laughs) he thinks in spreadsheets. And so, um, finding the people that love to do the things that you don't love to do, um, can, can really be a game changer and it can help, um, you manage your day-to-day life and business. Yeah. And it frees, frees up mental capacity, right. Mm -hmm. For you to do those things that, um, are required of you. Um, and that you do like to do, you know, and as creatives, you know, we get into this business as designers, because we like to design, we want to transform spaces, we want to make people happy, we want to do all these great things. And then we don't really think about the business so much um, when we're starting. Um, And then we quickly realize that that can take over everything. Um, And if you're not, you know, as business savvy as, you know, you would like to be, um, you get quickly bogged down with those issues and those things that I don't like to do this. I know I have to do this, but I, you know, and, and, and it just takes a toll on you as a person, your mm-hmm. mental health, and also as a creative, then you mm-hmm. 
in turn end up not being a great designer because you're tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't have the time and the mental capacity to do those things, right? It, it, can, it, it can affect you mentally. It can affect you and the work and the, and the product that you ultimately turn out. But then it also affects your pocketbook too. Like if you, a lot of entrepreneurs have issue with control because we love what we do and we love our business so much. So it's hard to turn it over to someone else. But if you think about like, let's say a simple example is graphics. Um, you need a graphic created and you decide to do it yourself. Think about how much you're like, think about your billable time. It may take you five hours to do one graphic. That just costs you five hours worth of your billable time that you could have been using to work for a client. Um, as opposed, it, instead of doing that, you could just outsource that task. It may take a designer one hour to do what took you five hours, and then you saved yourself time and money and stress because you are doing something that isn't even in your wheelhouse or in your, um, in your kind of zone of genius, I guess you could say. So, and at the end, you know, you spent five hours doing that and because you weren't the expert, it wasn't as good as if you paid somebody exactly. to get it done. Um, that is definitely something I can relate to. Um, I come up with all these ideas and I have a pretty clear vision of what I want. And I find myself diving into projects, not client projects, but internal projects. Mm -hmm. um, and um, really spending a lot of time doing that. And I, sometimes I tell myself, well, is it worth the money to pay somebody else to do that if I can mm -hmm. really get what I want? And the answer is yes, <laughs> yeah. it's worth it. You know, and if you spend the, you know, money is currency, which is energy, right? So mm -hmm. the energy that you're putting into um, whatever project that is, you know, if you put more currency, more energy, sometimes it doesn't mean that your time. It means the payment mm -hmm. that you're giving to somebody else um, that has a higher skill level to get that done. Not only is it going to get done faster, it's going to get done properly. Mm -hmm. um, so I've become a big proponent proponent of outsourcing. I, I can say the same thing about um, our social media, the same way that we're talking about um, our client intake process outsourcing that has been fantastic for us. It's been a game changer. Um, outsourcing our social media uh, management was another one. You know, I could never do um, at my best, I could never do, <laughs> you know, a, a quarter of what my social media manager does and the results, you know, she's an expert. She knows, you know, the, the, the right hashtags and the, the right time and what our clientele is looking for. I may think I know those things. I may be able to get that information somewhere, but if I spend my time really growing um, my my um, skill set as a designer and um, becoming like spending more time providing better designs for my clients, providing better results, a better experience through the process, and just being more present in that way, and not have to worry about what's coming down the pipeline because somebody else is kind of doing that already. Mm -hmm. It just makes me a better human being. <laughs> and a better designer as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the clients that we were um, talking about yesterday that we were celebrating uh, that signed a new contract came from, she, she, I, I learned when I spoke to her on her discovery call that she found us on social media and saw one of the posts and immediately reached out. And so having 
and you didn't have to do anything in order for that to happen because you left it to the, to the social media expert to make sure that you have compelling and engaging content. They come over to me, I get all their information and kind of, um, and the first touch point, and then you go and, and be your fabulous, wonderful self in the consultation. <laughs> and then now they're a client and, yeah. um, and you can, and you were able to stay in, in your zone of genius doing what you love. Yeah. And, you know, it does another thing that Kimberly really talks about all the time, you know, creating that separation really allows a client to see you as a professional, as, as the, the, um, uh, the, the talent, right? Mm-hmm. So you no longer, you know, the transaction, you mm-hmm. are the talent. And then they know that that moment that they have with you, they've already gone through, they found your social, found me on social media, right? And mm-hmm. love the con- content that we have out and all of that good stuff. They got to talk to you and um, understanding that, you know, this, this is the reason why you should book a consultation. This is what the consultation is going to look like. So you preparing the client, you know, you, you hyping it up <laughs> for me to show up. And then when I show up, they're just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and then they really see value, you create that value um, for the client of spending that two hours with me. Um, so that they, they really see that the time that they have with me is precious and it was paid and it sets the tone for the rest of the project. So throughout the project, our projects will be smoother because they understand that we, we particularly build um, hourly. So when they do get those um, hourly invoices, they understand, yeah, she's the expert and that's how much she charges and eliminates a lot of that, um, those conversations. I don't have to have those conversations with the clients because they, they already have that established, right? That relationship and that dynamics established from our process, our intake process that, that, they, um, that they go through. Yeah, I think it breeds mutual respect um, for the client and the process. And like you said, they see you as a professional and they understand that this is a um, full functioning professional design firm. And um, I'm going to get a high quality result by working with them. And they really, they really trust that. And they love, I mean, they love your design and aesthetic. And so to have the company operate in a way that is looks just as great as the visuals, um, I think is, is super impactful for, for, for prospective clients. And I couldn't do it by myself, you know, and I have 10 people in my team here in the office, even then we couldn't do it by ourselves. It takes on, um, an expert and, you know, somebody that's solely dedicated to that. I feel like to really have that, um, that experience and set the, the ground for that, right. Set the pathway for that. Um, and you know, Portia, something that I think is um, relevant that we should talk about too is, I know again, whenever we came to you at first, we were kind of in a bind. We it was a very quick transition, and I wasn't sure, you know, how much time I was going to have to invest getting you up to date with um, the BOD system and how we do things. Um, so I quickly started resorting to you know previous emails that we had sent out to other clients and creating templates, you know, mm-hmm. really thinking about what does that conversation need to look like in the discovery and like typing that up and sending it over to you. So if I would have been a little bit more prepared, I think that would have been even easier for me to um, hand off to somebody else. 
Um, so what are some things that you think from an outside, um, an outsider, right? Like looking mm-hmm. in like that's been really helpful to you because I'm sure there were other things that I didn't give you <laughs> because I am not perfect, right? That <laughs> um, today you can look back and say, well, if I would have had that, I would have been way more successful and much quicker to pick up. So can you share some of those things? Um, well, let me say first that you are leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of people. Um, (laughs) and so I want you to know that because if I didn't have what you did provide me, it would have taken longer for me to, to feel comfortable. Um, because I don't have a design background. Um, it would have taken longer for me to feel comfortable talking to clients. Um, but one of the things that I think that at that podcast episode was really great. Something that, um, that you provided a little bit later was the consultation document. Um, just that had a little bit more, um, bullet points around the importance of the consultation and why it's, why it's structured the way it is, what they can get out of it. Um, having a clear understanding on the pricing structure has been really important. And I think as things came up through having discovery calls, you kind of get those frequently asked questions. And so having, having your response to that has, did help me a lot um, as far as being able to speak, speak to it without going too much into detail. Cause a lot of times I'll let them, I'll let a client know that, that, that you will go into that into more detail. Maybe it's around the scope of the work or budget. A lot of times people don't know what their budget is. Um, and that's okay. Um, because it's something based on the conversation that you have in the consultation, it'll, you'll be able to work through that with the client. Um, and that's something that we at first set up a few meetings, right? So we, we would say like once a month or once every two yeah, weeks. Yeah. Time and we're going to go through all those frequently asked questions. So you felt confident about. What yeah. You yeah. And, and then one other thing that you provided that was really great is, and I don't know if you do this every year, but you had like a beginning of the year meeting um, and you sent me the recording of that. And it was so impactful because it talked it went through your brand voice, your brand personality. Um, You really talked extensively. And this was a team meeting about your target audience um, and understanding how they live and how they receive information. Mm -hmm. Um, All of those things are time intensive on your end to put together, but I'm telling you, it's so, so impactful and it really helps to make the transition a lot smoother. And that's the thing when you're outsourcing is trying to make the transition as smooth as possible. And, um, and if I don't know something, then I'll let the client know that I will find, find the answer for them and I'll get right back with them. Um, but yeah. you've set me up a lot with, yeah, with I think it's important that, that we set our partners and our team for success, right? So if as a business owner, you know, it's really hard for me to let things go, right? Like I, I want it done a certain way and I want to do it myself. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people can, that are listening can, can relate to that as well. But um, one thing I have learned over the years is that if I can just explain as much 
of my vision as I can and be as specific as I can. Um, I'm setting everybody up for success and I'm allowing them to get a glimpse of what it is that I'm thinking and what it is that I'm expecting. And then they, I mean, hopefully the people that I'm bringing around, right? Like my team members, my um, support team, uh, my partners, um, they are, you know, in line with our culture and our vision. And once they get all that information, they can make the decisions and they can, you know, people are smart and you have to trust yeah. people. Believe me, designers, sometimes it's hard to, to, to know that and to trust your, you know, trust other people with, with your baby. But, um, you know, everybody that's, uh, that you're surrounding yourself with, you know, you hopefully you vetted them and you've done the gut check and you know that they're um, in line with what you're, what you're building um, and the service that you're providing. And you, the more autonomy that you can give people, um, and the more you can set them up for success, the better you set it up for yourself, because then you can free yourself up for even going back and follow up, following up, you know, having more time to do those things and observe. Um, but, you know, also to free up your, your mental capacity, like we were talking about before. And that, that video we sent you was um, a launch meeting that we had internally um, for, you know, 2021. Just wanted to let everybody know what 2020 looked like, you know, what we were um what we were um, looking forward to in 2021 in terms of goals, um, any opportunities we had last year that we I wanted to make sure we address. Um, and I thought it was a good opportunity. And I'm so glad to hear that it was helpful to re go back and touch all those points. Who is our target audience, right? Who is that client? Where do they shop? Where, what grocery store do they go to? Like just mm -hmm. paint a picture of what that person, who that person is. Um, and allow the whole team to kind of chime in and build that persona, right? Um, it made everybody feel like they, they really understood. So um, I think if you are thinking um, of outsourcing, especially if it is um, on the service side of things, um, it's important to, for yourself first, understand who you're going after and um, how your company or the services that you're providing are in line with that target. Um, so that it will be easy to, to pass off. Yeah, for sure. Um, making sure that that the person that you're working with is aligned with your brand voice is super, super important. And providing them with that information up front and really, like you said, trusting the people that you've hired. I mean, you hired them for a reason. So right. let them let them thrive um, and just make sure that they are they have the tools that they need in order to do so. Yes. Yes. Well, Portia, it's been so fun talking to you. We can keep going forever. I'm sure. And I'm yeah. sure we will after <laughs> we hang up here. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, Kimberly always ends each episode with design intervention. So I wanted to give you a chance to share um, if you have a, a motto or a piece of advice that is um, like an actionable item that you like to share with the listeners. Um, okay. So I think my, I, my motto in life and in general and in design and entrepreneurship and business and all of that is that everything is figure outable. Um, you know, if you take the time to sit and think through any dilemma that you're facing, there is a way to get through it. And so, um, I think that's important to remember at the end of the day that some that a lot of the obstacles that we found that we face aren't insurmountable. We just have to figure our way around it. Um, and then when it comes to the client intake process, 
um, like I just spoke to, making sure that that person is set, ex- set up for success, that they have their brand voice, that they have your brand voice, um, and that they are have the tools that they need to be successful. And then lastly, well, I'm going to stop you right there because it's supposed to be one and you already gave us two. So that's cheating. (laughs) (laughs) They were so good. I'm going to let it slide. Okay. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that, Grace. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation. I think it's really, really important. And it's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. So I'm really grateful that Kimberly gave me the chance to um, bring it up and share with all of you guys listening. Um, I really appreciate it. We really appreciate you and your advice, Portia. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And we, I appreciate the opportunity to share um, with you and with the audience. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today 